You truly are. Welcome hockey fans to another episode of the Kings with Kings. This is Keith and I am the only common thread between the next three episodes. I had three different guests um, in our special three-part series of the Kings of Kings and um, we are doing a three-part episode of the stadium series Sharks vs. Kings game. This is the pre-game podcast episode leading up to the game uh, with Matt. And after that, check out episode two, an in-game podcast. And finally, episode three, a post-game podcast. Enjoy. Welcome to a special episode of the Kings of Kings podcast. Uh, This is Keith joined by... Our very first time uh, correspondent, legal expert, Matt. How are you, Matt? I'm, uh, there's a range of emotions I'm going through. I'm very, I'm very excited to be here with you. We're on the road going to watch the Kings pummel the Sharks yet again. Yeah, special circumstances. This is not just your ordinary hockey game, um... Not only, I don't, I think this might be the very first on the road podcast, but um, we are headed not to San Jose for the Shark Tank, uh, but to the confines of Santa Clara's Levi's Stadium for the outdoor uh, stadium series tonight. That's right. Uh, We were just reminiscing the last time we've hung out uh, was last June. Or May. It was, or May. I think it was Game 7 against the Ducks. Uh, yes, Kings and Ducks of 2014. What What are some of the things you remember from that, that moment? <laughs> uh, I'm, I'm sure your listeners are just really enjoying this so far, by the way. Of um, course. I remember being excited. <laughs> I don't understand what you're going for. <laughs> Is there is profanity approved on this? Uh, we're we're trying to keep it out. Okay. Uh, it will bump us into an explicit. Okay, um, good to know. It's true. It's good ground rules. Um, but no, it was very, very exciting time. That was that was the first cup run I've ever gotten to witness because I was out of the country during 2012 and had the joy of just reading about everything the next day on 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 the internets. Right. Um, you were in the south of Africa. If you're going to be specific, yes, I, I, I was. I was in the South America. Um, and we uh, we were both out of the country, actually, for that, that cut victory. Yeah. We're, we're really gaining momentum here, by the way. I know. We're, um, we're but, yeah, so that's when the last time we got to hung at, hang out, which is pretty sad, considering we... <laughs> we're now... You're my only them. friend in the Bay Area. <laughs> of course, we're separated by... A bay, bridges, uh, probably yes. uh, quite a commute. I remember getting out to you. 
you're in Sonoma County, I'm in the county of San Francisco, and uh, just the stress of like traffic on the buses trying to get out to Sonoma, and then you picking me up and like having to like pretend like we didn't know the score as we went back to uh, to watch the rest of the game. That's right, I think you were listening, you were listening. Anyways, to the present day, uh, the Kings are in a slightly different situation. Um, they're technically not in the playoffs right now. Uh, are you are you concerned that they will be able to make the playoffs this year? Well, I was concerned two weeks ago, but I'm not concerned right now. They've won is it six in a row. Six in a row. Yeah, and, and all in regulation, I believe. And I think they're and they have a game in hand against San Jose. So I think it's several actually. Yeah. Yes. So I think when we win tonight, we'll tie them in the points column and uh, you know the main thing is that they're playing Kings hockey and so I'm pretty I feel pretty confident that they're going to make it into the playoffs and obviously it doesn't really matter what seed they are once they get in there right as they've demonstrated two times now um, now you are our legal correspondent for the, the podcast so it's, it's great that we can you know uh, make, talk Slava. make use of your expertise. I, you know, this is not a subject I love talking about, but I will, you know, take advantage of your uh, knowledge of the subject. So, what could happen if Slava Voina's case currently is um, either going to be thrown out entirely or they're determining whether to have the, the case? Well, just before we hit the record button, I was actually asking you what's going on <laughs> with the case, um, because it hasn't really gotten much media attention, well, at least not up here in the Bay Area. Yeah. Um, I know he was charged with a felony, uh, domestic violence, and whenever someone's charged with a felony, you have the right to, you have a preliminary hearing, and that's just to show the judge that there's enough evidence to go forward to trial. And I believe that happened in December, and he was, what you call it is, you're held to answer. So the judge said there was enough evidence to go forward. Now, what's interesting is his, I believe it's his wife, or is his girlfriend, or fiance. Anyway. Yeah, that way. Uh, the victim didn't testify at the preliminary hearing. Uh, and that's very common because, you know, a common, someone with a little knowledge, you know, a, a degree of intelligence will say, well, what about hearsay? Um, and that's a, that's a very valid question to ask because at trial, if there's going to be a trial, she needs to testify. Um, however, at a preliminary hearing, there's, the law says that a police officer can testify to what a, to what a lay person says to them. Uh, so in other words, it's called one layer of hearsay is allowed at a preliminary hearing. So I don't know. I haven't reviewed the transcripts, but I have a feeling that we haven't paid you enough to. Uh, no, I'm, to I'm waiting for my retainer fee to go right. up. Um, I'm also not sure if I can moonlight in my current job. <laughs> um, but anyway, you know that's it's easy to establish enough evidence because you can just have a police officer testify to it. So really the question going forward is whether there's enough evidence. So you, you're saying that that's being in front of the court right now um, and that there's a common motion. It's called a 995 motion. Uh, I'm actually... Is that, is that like a hip check? 
into the board, the 995, or, you know? Uh, it could be, it could potentially be a devastating Rob Blake butt check, <laughs> uh, if it's successful, but usually it's just a routine motion that the defense will make, um, and usually, more often than not, they're denied. So, you know, as far as I'm concerned, I think what's really going to happen is you're going to see a trial date set very, very soon. Okay. Um, because if the preliminary hearing was in December, then after the hearing, there's usually about two more weeks before um, they file the next court document, which is called a felony information. It's like a complaint. Um, and then he, Slava has the right to have trial within 60 days of that. Okay. So 60 days would be sometime in March. And I know, I used to work in L.A., and I know I know Slava's attorney, uh, Craig Renetsky, and I know Craig, and I've seen Craig at Staples Center. He's a huge Kings fan. Right. And if Craig knows what he's doing, he's going to try to get this case to set for trial before the playoffs. Uh-huh. Um, and so what I think you're going to see is uh, potentially an outcome very soon to this case, whether or not that means there's not enough evidence to go forward to trial and the case is dismissed, okay, uh, so whether there is a trial and he's acquitted, or if there's some kind of plea deal. So let's just interject with the possibility of him, of the, of the trial getting thrown out, uh, then is, is essentially the case closed and he's completely... Exonerated, and or you know, like, well, yeah, there, I mean, are there other potential cases that are, you know, could he also wind up in, an, in another uh, charge, or will he be essentially well, if he out of the system, if he beats her again, then there could be another charge, but okay. <laughs> um, no, I mean, if he's well, let me qualify that it, it is possible to refile a felony case, um. There's double jeopardy, but double jeopardy does not apply until you get to the stage of trial. So if someone's acquitted, then you can never you can never be charged twice under double jeopardy. However, if the judge under a technicality throws the case out and the prosecutors think that's absolutely wrong, um, they're allowed essentially a second bite at the apple, and they could refile the case. Huh. And, and that does occasionally happen. Um, but usually it would have to be the prosecutor would have to think that the judge was, you know, way uh, off base or something, you know, very unusual happens. But it, but gotcha. it is a possibility. And so then, but then he could essentially go back to playing hockey, assuming his suspension is released. Well, assuming it's lifted, but obviously that's up to the powers that be. Um, you know, no. obviously the NHL, there's so much bad press these yeah. days with domestic violence in the NFL. Um, so, you know, the NHL obviously wants to be uh, as above board as possible. And so it wouldn't surprise me if the NHL, uh, irrespective of what happens in the court system, decides that they're going to, that they think they're, that they want to do an independent inquiry. Uh, and that so could, that could end up costing Slava the entire season, unfortunately. Right. And so what about if it does go to trial your experience with domestic abuse trials, do they, is there a kind of average timeline or what would, what would Oh, you... it would be very quick. This is not O.J. Simpson. This is not a high-profile murder case. Um, it doesn't have the level of uh, scientific evidence that you would typically see not in a, a high-profile case. Okay. Um, when I've tried these cases, 
Uh, they, they're done in a few days. So you would expect this to go no more than a week or two at the most? Yes, I would be very surprised if and it went more than two weeks. So when they say, okay, we've got a, a court date set for, let's say, March 15th, you would expect that to be resolved between March 20th and... No, I would no. expect it to be a week or two from the beginning of trial. Oh, trial okay. wouldn't necessarily begin on March 15th. It might be that's the date for trial, but usually it takes some time to find a courtroom. Um, there's priorities. Uh, Slava's out of custody. He's on bail. Um, if his attorney is in another trial, then Slava can't start his trial. I'm sure Slava's priority number one for his attorney. Um, and if there's another, you know, if there's someone else who's in custody in another case, that's going to go to trial before Slava. So, um, I would expect it to get to trial hopefully very soon. You know, I think all of us Kings fans want to see a resolution. You know, and all of us, um, you know, just kind of people want to see a resolution because, you know, at the end of the day, we're fans, but there's a victim here. Uh, obviously, she's made it clear that she's not uh, interested in proceeding, but the fact that the prosecutors are proceeding and proceed on a felony tells me that there's a pretty, she suffered a very significant injury. Yeah, and we can, I mean, we've also talked about this on the podcast in terms of just, like, uh, the general speculation or what we, like, ideally would want to see happen, but um, we don't have to get into that quite as much again. Uh, I think that's that's a pretty uh, healthy and actually very informative amount of, of legal discourse. <laughs> I don't know if anyone's still listening. <laughs> I know, but... I, I wouldn't be. Uh... I feel like I've learned a lot, um, probably as much as I'll ever know about legal proceedings. <laughs> uh, I look forward to the day that I forget the things I just said. Awesome. What uh, What are you expecting from the game tonight itself? What, other than uh, some hits from Melissa Etheridge, who <laughs> I don't know if you heard. Tell me more. I did not realize there's going to be a tree. Oh, uh, do you want to know some of the the pregame uh, festivities we have? Um, apparently we need to download the Levi Stadium app to be able to have interactive uh, festivities with the other fans. Um, we are going to their official tailgate party in Spectator Plaza Faithful Mile. I am worried about much of this being just like very Sharks oriented considering it's in San Jose. Um, but I did go to Dodger Stadium's outdoor st- uh, series last year, and it was it was very fun. There's a lot of cool stuff happening. It was neat to see all these people that are passionate about hockey in California. Um, so I'm sure there'll be some some general stuff to do. But I sh- I, is there going to be any like sessions for? Q&As with Kings fans to explain what it's like to Sharks fans to root for a cup winning team. Um, I mean, I really want to... There's a knowledge here and experience that I just feel compelled to share getting, with well, these fans. Getting into, you know, the Stanley Cup final. No, you, want, you want 85 North. Okay. We don't know where we're going. <laughs> right. Uh, I've never been to Levi's Stadium. Uh this is a, a football no, this stadium. this is a new... Course, I think this so. is the first year the stadium's open. Yeah. So, um... We will, uh... 
we will check back in later and uh, close this preview episode now. Thank you, Matt. Thank you, Keith. Excellent. <laughs>